0: Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I am Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, what I wanted to do in today's cast was continue upon a little theme that we've been having going lately about all starting from the podcast about the problems that that we've seen out there with society and with this cast being an underwriting goal of helping to rectify that from a spiritual side and in doing so becoming closer to Christ and and into the church. And we started that off with the episode about the broken families and how that has such ramifications upon the children. And then by extension, the problem grows in the next generation, so on and so forth. And then we got into some of the other issues that we've talked in the last couple of weeks. And there's been a lot of kind of underlying currents that we haven't really dove into. Uh, Maturity being one of them. Identifying what actually is a problem and isn't a problem. We talked about that one a little bit last week and asked for the mercy to fix it. And what I kind of wanted to dive into now was since we did the one about discernment you know, this is the example used was oil and water. These are the sins that are out there. This is the the direction that we want to go, and asking for the mercy to get there. What I wanted to focus today's on was, if you are in a situation where the family isn't ideal, how to bring it to a direction with what you can control in the equation knowing that you're a part of the family, not an entire family, but a part of it as an, as the individual, what it is that you can do to bring it to a better situation, maybe in the long term, maybe in the short term, just seeing how, how this conversation goes, but just to, to make things better, given where we might be laying right now.
1: Uh, what member of the family?
0: Well, you as, as, as the individual. So, um, whether it be I mean I'm the husband, so um, but as a husband or a child or or from whichever perspective you know you're you're coming from, I know that you see a lot more people than me, so you've seen a lot different or many more angles as from the children who have gone through this, perhaps the parents who are amidst the separation, and then just wanted to have a conversation about where each individual may be and and how to make it better.
1: Well, it, it makes a difference what role you have in the family. Um, you know, the parents have such a capacity to set the tone in the family. Uh, so that's a, that's a huge deal. I mean, there can be stressors from the outside that uh, sometimes the parents' parents or uh, the in-laws or, um, you know, the, some extended family aunts and uncles um, can be a kind of stressor and the parents can provide some subculture. You know I, know, I know parents who really feel strongly about how corrupting television is for children and so they really limit the amount of time that their children would spend in front of the television but then they take the children to the grandparents' house who like have no none of those barriers, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> that kind of um, tension can arise. You know, one can uh, parents aren't always on the same page. The the wife may have some issues, you know, or the husband may have some issues, and then trying to compensate for the spouses' issues in terms of raising the children. And then trying to correct or, or help to remedy the spouse's issues um, you know, is, uh, is something that, that a spouse can, can do. So both, both dimensions of that can be important. Children, again, depending on the ages, obviously small children don't have a whole lot of say. They're just going to be absorbing a lot of problems. Uh, as teenagers with a little bit more autonomy – they may be in a better position to find some other role models to spend more time with uh, their friends, families. Certainly, looking to God and everything is is a remedy for for all of this. Our prayer, both intercessory prayer, just asking God for help, and then also a more, uh, you know, a kind of healing prayer of looking at specific trauma stressors, situations. And trying to invite God into that situation um, can provide some healing. So anyway, just to say, depending on where we are in the family and depending on what the issues are that we're dealing with, there are kind of a lot of answers to your question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. So um, yeah, so so that, that goes into a lot of directions there. Um, just one question just off of that setup that you just gave us there. You know, you see... Obviously, a wide array of way people deal with their children. Um, I'm assuming that there is some guidance from the church as far as having the children run the family versus the parents from the family or how that dynamic's supposed to be, um, about how often you, you, you tell them no and when not. Because just walking through the mall, I can feel like that four-year-old's Driving the chip um, when it doesn't seem like that's the natural or logical way it should be done.
1: Yeah, I mean learning to rediscovering the art of discipline is I think, something that's in desperate need in our society and i I won't claim that I understand all of that. I, I really look to parents and try to see how they do that, I think, you know, we've really tried to develop discipline without um, physical discipline, and, uh, you know, there are models of timeouts, and children are so different, too. I mean, there are children that probably need to be smacked a few times, but there's something that's also... You know, there's a certain uh, autonomy that parents have, a sovereignty that parents have to develop some of their own methods. And they're going to do that according to their children. And even each of the children may need a different amount of, of, uh, of discipline. There may be one that really needs to be whacked a few times. Mm-hmm. There may be another one that responds just to a raised voice. Another one that responds to just some consequence you know, of uh, being told that, well, because you did this, then you're not going to be able to do this. And so, but developing the art of discipline, how to curb the behavior of children so that they don't run the family, as you were describing, so that every temper tantrum doesn't become, uh, doesn't influence the direction of the whole family, is, is really important. And it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It requires some intentionality and, and there also you have the different roles of mother and father. I mean, it seems like so many of the situations a mother's love tends to be so unconditional and really what the child needs. A father's love should also be unconditional, um, but the father being the one more likely to carry out, whether it's with a uh, a smack or with a, a loud voice or with a stern face or whatever it is, being the one to carry out a discipline that a child should be a little bit more held in check by the father and then always sort of feeling the unconditional love of the mother. That's not an absolute, but anyway, is a dynamic that's often uh, helpful. So, Yeah. Developing discipline to not let children run the family is really important.
0: Yeah, it's something that I see a lot, <laughs> um, and uh, and and I guess one of the other things that that came from that is, and, and maybe this does tie into the initial thing of, of of families being going down the road of disjointedness, is that society seems to be wanting to push each. Defined role as as the wife and the husband into having them being this kind of mixed together blend, rather than having each one having their distinct responsibilities. And you know, as we mentioned before, the start of this off society does a really good job of making broken families. And I just wanted to to basically hit: is that part of the destruction? Like, is there supposed to be the defined sides from the church's perspective, or? Or is this a good idea?
1: Yeah, we we never want to over-define things. And, you know, you you won't find absolutes and overly defined things in, in Scripture or in the Church's teaching. But to not recognize that there's a difference, you know, that a mother provides something different than a father does. There, there, of course, there's a difference. You know, a child lives in the body of his mother for nine months and then feeds at her breast for two years, mm-hmm. you know, or three years or whatever. Um, there's a difference. There's a huge difference between a mother and a father, and you can't simply collapse them into one person. Uh, so that's just a very basic expression of that. But like I said, the because of that deep bond with the mother that literally started by being one body with her and then really being attached to her in a very physical way for, your, for uh, daily sustenance, that bond with the mother is, is unique and is beautiful so that, you know, that, that can be a real opening to unconditional love and absolute acceptance and, you know, just this completely safe place. And the father being external uh, is both a draw, so as a, as a son learns to separate from that bond with the mother and associate and identify with the father, there's a real growth and maturity that takes place there. The father uh, is, is an other in a, in a way that can really call a child out of himself and call a child to growth. Likewise, a father's love for a daughter, I've just seen lead to such a beautiful self-confidence. I mean, just a, uh, a daughter who knows that she is a princess, in the best sense of that word, who knows how, that she is good and beautiful and that she's a gift. And she receives that in a significant way from her father, being genuinely loved by her father, cherished, appreciated by her father. Uh, and that's – anyway, there, there are very different contributions that a mother and a father make. As I said, they're not sort of absolute things uh, that – it's not to say that a mother can't carry out some of the roles that a father normally does, that a father can't carry out some of the roles that a mother normally does. You know, a Mr. Mom is, is some kind of possibility – There are families that the the mother works and the father stays home, and there's a different kind of bond that develops from the opposite situation. But having said that, there is a different role that's played by both.
0: Mm -hmm. So obviously hitting upon the importance of having both a mother and a father. And then – so I know that – this would have been in the – mid two thousands that there was a study about the number one reason people separated, um, you know, divorce. And at the time money was the number one cause, uh, either a lack, well, essentially a lack thereof, um, or spending it too much or not making of it either way. It boils down to not enough of it. And that's part of what led me into doing my career at the time of being a financial advisor to try to want to help with that issue. Uh, I don't know if that's still the case or, or, or what have you, but you obviously see a lot of people with these types of struggles. And I wanted to see if it would make sense to talk about them now to see if before a problem grows into something that's huge, if there's ways to temper some of the more common ones now, you know, whenever they're minor and you're, you're, you know your marriage, instead of letting them blow up into big things that are are you know bombshells that break the family apart.
1: Um, yeah, I to be uh, to be totally honest, I don't actually meet with that many people who have real broken families. I mean, I tend to meet with people who are trying to grow in their faith and. Um, so, uh, I celebrate marriages of people who are coming to me for spiritual direction, which usually puts them in a different category of, uh, practicing their faith. So, uh, I don't have as much direct exposure. I see more the, uh, the after effects. I meet with a number of people who come from divorced families. I don't actually meet with the parents and I don't necessarily know all the issues that were involved to be able to say, whether there are you know, financial issues or um, that kind of thing. Um, but certainly communication is a huge issue, that being able to talk with each other and to work out problems is a huge issue. I, I certainly see the effects of, of being distant, of running away. We talked about pornography. It's a huge stressor in marriages, explicitly or implicitly a husband who is using pornography extensively is much less available to his wife. And she detects that either because she knows what's going on or she detects that because she just sees his lack of interest. You know, a wife is never going to be as exciting as what the people, you know, the things that people are doing in pornography. And so the kind of raunchy, racy, uh, thresholds that he's go, that he goes through in pornography can really damage that marital relationship. Um, and then there's a fear to talk about anything, to talk about that, to isolate in those terms, or stresses at work and not knowing how to deal with that, just coming home angry and then taking that anger out on the the cat or the dog and then on the children and the wife or whatever, not being able to To deal with some of those things, Um, having going through natural transitions, you know, especially for people who are living together before marriage, that financial problem develops, and also one never loses the attitude that was developed in living together before marriage. That I can just pick up and leave at any time, and then marriage happens, and that attitude is still there. I can just pick up and leave at any time um so that creates different problems but again the basic thing being communication and having someone to work these things out with uh, being able to go to marriage counseling certainly encourage people to be aware of catholic charities they'll connect you with marriage counselors um priests can be helpful we're not trained marriage counselors and i I, I feel a little bit inadequate. I do a lot of one-on-one spiritual direction, but in terms of getting couples in to talk with, there's a whole other dynamic there that I just have never really developed the skills for. Some priests are, are, are better at it, um, but that's certainly an option. Mm-hmm. So those are just a, a few pieces of the puzzle uh, that... And, and I guess, to, well, there's some other marriage encounter, and the, there's also a program called Retrovi, which... Helps troubled marriages. It's a kind of weekend retreat. It fosters communication. It faces different issues. It gives you a setting to work through some of that stuff in the context of a, a prayerful environment. Um, there are a lot of tools for people who are willing to face the problems and work on them. And one should not be surprised as problems develop in marriage. So little word to you, Joe, uh, <laughs> if we if we come into marriage with the illusion that everything's going to be peachy and uh there aren't going to be any issues then that's going to be a problem because there will be issues and then understanding how to talk through those things and give some space and pray through those
0: things is uh is really important. Yeah. So I I, th- I think that that's a, a a very good message to get across there with you know the goal being to to not have you know kids who went through broken families to to try to to reset the curb, and just because you know you may have gone through something that wasn't ideal that you don't have to to repeat it because that seems to be, for better or worse, a thing as well. I don't know if it's a people thing or subconscious or overt, but for some reason people tend to replicate what they went through. I don't necessarily understand it, especially when you're replicating something you didn't enjoy. Uh, but it definitely appears to be a thing, and I just wanted to see if there's any answer about that or or way to to correct that path. Well, right, Joe, like just, an uh... example being that if if you're going, if you grew up with with like an alcoholic parent that you're more likely to be an alcoholic yourself as an adult, um, even though you 've seen all the destruction of it and you grew up with it, you still are statistically way more likely to be an alcoholic yourself, and just basically wanted to dive into to why and why that's a thing and and how to prevent it
1: yeah, uh, we pick up a lot of patterns from our from our parents um so we're not—we're never doomed to that, and I think a self-awareness is—is uh, is really the key. That knowing that we'll be more prone to repeat the sins of our parents, then uh, we're in a better position to overcome that. So to get the help that we need, to uh, yeah, just be humble about that, and and uh, be ready to face some of those problems as uh, alcoholism develops or people who grow up in alcoholic families often develop their own sequence of problems, enabling, covering up, trying to keep the peace, compromising their own integrity in the process. And uh, the the program Al-Anon is for family members of alcoholics. So sometimes it's not a matter of developing the same problem as the parents, but developing other problems because of compensating for the problems of the parents. Mm-hmm. So all of us are going to bring baggage. And just the more that we can presume that up front, and then as we see things develop and as spouses can be honest with each other and say, hey, honey, you've got a real anger problem. You, know, you may not see that, but this is not acceptable. And if you can have that kind of honesty with each other, then you can really tackle a lot of things. But the biggest problem is not admitting it and then, keeping it in the dark, not talking about it, and then when it can't be dealt with within the family, not getting the help from outside from professionals or friends that you need
0: well, that certainly makes sense. You know, hopefully today's podcast you know helps people out there. that was obviously the goal of each and every one we do so uh, so we thank you guys for listening. We definitely hope that you guys will follow us here on Twitter at Father and Joe, send out the retweets of us advertising the cast and Please give us a review on your subscription site where you're getting the cast from. So we thank you all very much, and we hope that you have a great week.